So there's been some movement, and this is with regards to the National Electricity Regulations. Amendments to this were gazetted in October last year. And what that basically means is that it will, to some extent, allow municipalities to source power independently from independent power producers, IPPs. And if you think about how many issues we have with electricity, load shedding, load reduction, whatever it is that's going on, this could be the answer. This could really be the answer. And I see the uh, city of Cape Town, through their mayor, Dan Plato, have been very, very vocal about this, saying they would really like government to move with it as far as um, these regulations are concerned so that municipalities can get on to finding those IPPs that can supply power. So let's get some analysis here and some insight. Energy expert Ted Bloom joins us on the line. Good morning, Ted. Hi, good morning. I hope I'm summarizing it correctly. In, in the way I've put it, that, you know, based on what we understand in terms of how electricity is supplied in the country, this whole IPP model would change the game. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think uh, it's now been become patently clear that ESKIM is no longer capable of being the supplier of last resort. Uh, and uh, secondly, uh, the cost of ESKIM electricity is, is, is going to rocket through the roof uh, because of... Uh, all this corruption, uh, inefficiency, a bloated staff force by over 20,000 people, um, and, and just uh, general malaise and the lack of uh, maintenance, etc. Hmm. So, yes, uh, I don't think anybody's future remains with Eskom, and it's time for people to take action and do their own thing. So let's talk about these independent power producers. How would they generate this electricity? Okay, so I think one needs to be very careful as to uh, how one uh, describes IPPs, mm. in the sense that uh, up to now, uh, most of the IPPs have been so-called green IPPs, and which is uh, wind, solar, and hydro. hydro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the bottom line is that uh, you need to tone or, or shape your IPP produce, uh, producers uh, to satisfy the various uh, demands in the economy. Uh, so to the extent that you've got bakers and smelters and heavy industrial usage, uh, the typical renewable I, um, uh, IPP suppliers uh, cannot supply uh, adequate electricity for those uh, uh, applications. Mm. And you need what they call baseload, the strong power that uh, underpins the economy. And uh, you can top it up uh, or allow uh, people that have a different or lighter demands on the electricity grid uh, to then uh, add other types of power that is more variable and not non-dispatchable is the technical word uh, to the grid. Mm. So yes, you need a mix match, and uh, and you also need storage. Uh, the bottom line is uh, South Africa has been duped into uh, going mad with the first five bid windows of the IPPs, mm. and unfortunately, those in government who were regulating this, uh, what they should have done is they said to the, should have said to the IPPs, come bring your power. But make it dispatchable. In other words, if you've got wind, you better bring your backup with your wind uh, so that uh, we can tick the boxes and, uh, and and make sure that there's power 24-7. Hmm. That wasn't done. And now Eskom is even in a more uh, perilous uh, state and uh, because uh, the variability uh, is just beyond Eskom's ability to control. Hmm. And then in terms of the quality or the improvement of service delivery, I, I'm, I'm hoping that IPPs will make a difference because, you know, the end user, you know, whether it's businesses or residents of any municipality, need to be able to feel the difference. 
No, absolutely. And they need to feel the difference in their pockets as well. Mm. Uh, and you need to feel the difference in growth and business opportunities. And that's what Eskom has killed, and which uh, unfortunately the Zonda Commission seems to have missed, is the dire impact of, of all this uh, corruption and variability at Eskom. I happened to be a consultant at Eskom, which was my third stint at Eskom, uh, during 2006 to 2008, and I actually predicted the 2008 load shedding by four days because I looked at the stockpiles of coal and I said, hey, man, we're running out of the pantries. Mm. The pantry's empty. We're running out of coal. Mm. And I sent a message to senior management at that time, and I was told to shut up and stop being an alarmist. Mm. I then went from there to macro and bought my first generator. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, you know, uh, we need responsible management, and, and we need to not have to burden the man in the street with uh, the lack of electricity and closure of jobs. Mm. We've lost more than 3 million jobs in the last 12 years because of Eskom's poor performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking timelines because anybody who's listening to this conversation might be thinking, all right, well, if, if IPPs are seemingly much more advantageous, then what are the timelines here that we're looking at and what does government need to do to make this a reality? Okay, so uh, the, the timelines vary depending on the application. Um, I, I think uh, what, what uh, one will realize and, and uh, concede is that, hmm. uh, but it's still a 10, 12-year project to try and get uh, that on the ground. And uh, nowadays, nobody's got that ta- sort of timeline. Besides, I think the nature of power distribution is going to change drastically in the next uh, decade. And it's going to follow the same line as electronics and uh, all the other technology improvements, yeah. uh, where it's going to be more miniaturized and mm. more distributed, mm. and uh, power demands are going to drop drastically, uh, where you needed uh, megawatts and gigawatts of power to drive certain industries. For instance, I'll let me give an example. Your light bulb. Mm. Your previous old light bulbs needed uh, quite a lot of power to, to, to drive them. They were not that efficient, and now the new LEDs... Are, are so good that you can actually put them in your car and drive at, at high speed at night. Mm. So uh, mm. the similar developments in terms of other appliances, I think, is going to happen. And the timelines for the next uh, uh, best project is uh, embedded small-scale nuclear. Um, and the initial timeline will be about seven to eight years because it still has to go through regulatory approval. Mm. Uh, but after that, once they've got that sorted out, they can probably add modular units between 50 and 200 megawatts uh, every year. Uh, they will they will become off the shelf units, uh, and uh, the, the nice part about the uh, small scale embedded nuclear is that it's low pressure, so it cannot cannot explode. Uh, it's air cooled; it doesn't need to be near the sea. You can put mm. them in the R and all these inland towns. Mm. Uh, and thirdly, uh, uh, the queue uh, lasts for twelve years between uh, refills, so it's really maintenance absolutely uh, yeah. in, in colloquial terms. Mm. So I mm. think uh, that will have a lot of impact. And uh, once you get over the regulatory hurdles, uh, you'll be able to roll, roll them out like you go and buy groceries at pick and pay. Um, and then after that, uh, I guess it's a, a hydro systems, but South Africa is water poor. So uh, uh, you won't get many new ones. Uh, I think that's been fully exploited. And then, of course, uh, uh, solar and wind, which run uh, sort of hand in hand mm. with timelines uh, around uh, 12 to 24 months, uh, depending on the size of the farm. Right. Ted, very fascinating and important stuff that you've highlighted, um, both at a technical level and I think at a macro level as well. So we do appreciate your time. Ted Blom, energy expert, speaking to us on independent power producers and the realities that we are facing uh, as our municipalities try to look for other options other than ESCOM in power supply.
when you look around in your own reality, yeah, what is your biggest electricity issue right now? What, what is it? What, what is it when it comes to electricity supply? Yeah, in your own space, are you just having sleepless nights about a stress, a real issue? You can send us your voice notes, 071-585-6157. I think all of us will say load shedding. Yeah, definitely. But then there's other issues where some communities are constantly being cut off with load yeah. reduction. And then there's also meter issues oh. as well, meter reading issues. Oh. So yeah. um, share with us what some of those electricity issues are that you're experiencing right now. And you can send us your voice notes. It is now time for the headlines.